0: welcome my beautiful friends i'm darcy justin to the love your dreamy midlife podcast where so many women are ditching the midlife meltdown and learning to love their life again i know all too well midlife can be tough yikes it certainly was for me it's a pivotal time in our life when we can stay on the struggle bus or get off for good i decided to get off and embrace my life again I became a midlife coach, mentor, and speaker to help other women just like me. That's why I'm sharing my life's journey, my strategies on how simple shifts can have huge impact. This is the perfect place for you to discover you, reconnect with you, and your dreams. If you crave your best life, you may find it here. Hi everyone. Well, it is that time of year when kids are going back to school and there are some parents that are very happy and there are some parents that are really struggling. And I know because I really struggled. So today we're gonna talk about the empty nest syndrome and we're gonna focus on the don't do list for the empty empty nest syndrome and how to make it a little bit better and a little bit easier so what is the don't do list what is that that sounds very interesting well i'll tell you there's a lot of things that we do want to do and there is a another video and another podcast about the empty nest syndrome but i just being a experienced empty nest mom let's see how does that work well i have six children (laughs) Six children and my baby, my last one, Sam, just went off to college. And so I might be ahead of some of you, some of you might be way ahead of me, but I wanted to share some of the things that I thought were really important not to do, not to practice, maybe some not very good habits to keep while we are dealing with our empty nest. So my son is a junior this year, and I can tell you it does get a lot easier. His freshman year, I bawled. I cried. I was sad. Everything made me sad. When I was in his room, I was sad. If I was putting his clothes away, I was sad. And I really, I had a hard time with it. Um, I'm not gonna lie. There are some things that you don't have to do that might make it easier. And also you might wanna pay attention to what's triggering you. It is a grief process of letting go of a child that you've had in your house, you've been raising either with your partner, by yourself. Sometimes single moms even have a worse, a worse time with it because you really become buddies. You really become partners a lot of times. So if you're a single mom, I get that. It's very, very natural to have grief and sadness and to know that you're going to have to overcome that and work through it. It takes time. So let's talk about today some of the don't do things that we want to do. Some of the things that could make it worse. Some of the things that could actually push our child away. All right. Number one. Don't make your child feel guilty, all right? I know uh, as moms, this comes so naturally to us, right? You didn't call me. I haven't heard from you, right? It just, we don't even really think about it. It just pops out of our mouth, right? And we're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And instantly your child is on the defense. So, I would really recommend you don't go down that road. Don't be that mom that's like, you know, why haven't you called me? Why haven't you done this? Blah, 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 blah. You'll probably drive them away if that is your approach. And you'll probably upset them. And it's not, neither one of you are going to get what you really need. Neither one of you are going to get what you want if you're guilting them into that kind of um, whatever it is that you're looking for and they're they're doing it out of guilt right Um, okay so we don't want to guilt our children don't take their behavior personally now I this definitely happened to me a few times especially with boys and I had five boys five I'm not kidding and I got really used to boys and it's not that they don't love you. It's not that they don't care, but you may not hear from them for two weeks and all of a sudden they they need the, network, the Netflix password, which is like a big joke um, <laughs> among the empty nesters. How can I only hear from my son when he needs something? Well, remember, this is a big time for them too. This is a huge transition for them. And they're trying to figure out their life and they're trying to figure out how to love you and need you and want you in their life and they're also trying to figure out how to be independent and there are times when they just need something or they just want something and they don't really get into tons and tons of thoughts about wow i haven't called them in two weeks or some children are great about it they're super sensitive and then there are other children that are just like hey you know i need a hundred dollars and you're like wow thanks a lot so try not to take their behavior personally try to let them grow up try to be there for them and try to set some boundaries for you to make you feel better what is a boundary for you um, that might make you feel better the other thing is don't deny your emotions and your feelings and don't let other people tell you, you know, it's fine, it's perfectly normal, it's okay. Um, we don't wanna do that, that's a that's a don't, don't do. Um, when we push our emotions down and I've talked about this a lot, it can backfire on us. It can really backfire on us. Deal with your emotions, deal with your sadness Deal with, uh, even if you go into depression, maybe go to a therapist, maybe get some help. Maybe it's time for you to hit the restart button on your life. But it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel grief. So don't deny that. Let, Let your body manage the grief and what's going on in your body. Some people don't have it at all and some people have it really bad. So depending on where you are, identify it, sit with it, and know that you want to move on out of it. You don't want to stay there. That would be very bad for your child. Um, Letting go is really key. You know, don't be one of those needy, needy parents that hangs on to their child, you know, with their fingernails. Be willing to let them go. Be willing to know this is their time to fly and be supportive. Um, That's incredibly important. Don't be one of those parents that criticizes your 18 or 19 year old who's trying to figure out life. Let them grow up. Let them solve their own issues if they didn't sign up for the food plan and they're trying to figure out food, of course you can help them, but don't enable them. Let them grow up and don't be one of those parents that's like, well, I'll do this and I'll do that and I'll Venmo you money and blah, 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 blah. they need to feel a little bit of the consequences of them not paying attention. And I can speak from experience because my youngest went off to college and did not get signed up for the dorm in time, and then he got stuck in the wrong dorm. And I, I was like on pens and needles. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't easy for me. But I needed him to grow up and I needed him to make some decisions And so we came to sort of a medium place that we met. And that was, I reminded him of some things, but he was still expected to get them done, okay? Remember, they have four years to figure out their education and figure out a career. And with God's help, they're going to be able to go out and take care of themselves in the world and get a job. And so it's got to start really soon that you support them and you don't second-guess them and you let them solve their own issues, their own problems. It's really hard. I'm not going to lie, but we need to do it. It's really important. Um, The other thing that's really important is keep looking for what you want while you are in this process. Keep wanting more for your life and don't be one of those parents that just stay stuck. And it's not being a very good example to your child. So the example to your child is that I brought you home from the hospital, I did the best I can, and now it's time to to let go. you go figure out what you need to do, and I'm going to figure out what I want to do. And that will speak volumes to them. Don't be one of those parents that doesn't have any boundaries. That doesn't feel good either for us. It's really important to have boundaries, especially if your kids are coming home on the weekends or they're spending, they're coming home on the summer. Um, Things change when they go off to college, right? You've changed and they've changed so it's okay to have some rules i definitely had rules that my children had to uh, keep up with and i definitely had boundaries that were important to me you weren't allowed to just show up on my doorstep that was one you know communicate with me and let me know what's going on you weren't allowed to just show up at my house with five friends You know, I consider that to be disrespectful. Maybe you don't care, that's fine. But maybe there are some other boundaries that are important to you, all right? If your children come home from college and they're blasting music till two o'clock in the morning, there's nothing wrong with you saying, that doesn't work for me. I go to bed at 11 and you need to respect my boundaries. So what you're teaching them is you're teaching them about life and you're teaching them that they need to be considerate of other people and the person in this scenario is you or your spouse or your husband but you're teaching them something really important which is they don't get to just come back into your life and walk all over you you're not helping them if you do that and remember about finances it's very important to don't be one of those parents that just hands them a credit card all the time I really wasn't and it's hard you want to you want to give them everything you want to take care of them if they've gotten a scholarship or they're doing really well in school you want to be one of those parents that's like I want to pay for everything now this is a very personal topic and I would really recommend that you uh, and your spouse or your partner or If you are a single mom, think about what you want that to look like. But just handing them money all the time is not helping them grow up. And I will tell you from experience that I have four children that are out of college and on their own, and they have thanked me for helping them grow up and helping them manage their finances. They were not allowed to have a credit card and they had to be responsible. So did we help them? Yes. Did I hand them a credit card? No. There are kids out there in college that are buying $5,000 purses. Do I think that sets the right stage for an 18 or a 19 year old? I don't. I don't. And mom and dad are paying for it. If that's your love gift to your child, that's between you and them. But I would just, give a little warning shot, That be very careful about handing them credit cards, letting them buy whatever they want. The average child leaves college $10,000 in debt, in credit cards, okay? Just credit cards, not school debt. So this is a great time for them to know if you don't have the money, you probably can't buy it. And there's nothing wrong with that so my all my children graduated they got really good jobs they did internships during the summer they got good jobs and they were financially on their own so that's really up to you and how you want to set the stage for that but money is part of what they need to learn about and be responsible about the other little tip i have and You can do whatever you want to do with your family. But my husband and I always thought that it was a good idea that the kids came back only for two or three months. Now, a lot of kids live at home now. I get that. A lot of parents are taking care of their kids and they're even into their 30s. Um, And if that's what you've chosen to do for your family, I, I wasn't comfortable with that what I was comfortable with is how can I help you take care of you? How can I help you grow up and be the best version of you? And so all through college, uh, in and out of different jobs. um, My oldest is 40. We always kind of had an unspoken rule that you could come back for two or three months, but you needed to get your feet on the ground i had one son that came back and stayed with us for a year because he was trying to buy a house so that's a little bit different for me if you have a big huge financial goal i think that's super cool um and that's up to you i know a lot of kids come back and live with their parents and that's all your um whatever's right for your family but just know that if you live in an expensive area which i do a lot of the kids are they're gonna really struggle. And so what do you want? You can think about that now. What's important to you? What do you want? Uh, how do you want that to look like? And then if they do come back and stay with you, what are the rules? What are the boundaries? What are the expectations around that? Um, that's a really important thing to think about. So it might be down the road for some of you, but it might be a discussion that you might wanna have with your with your partner um and just remember that this takes time so don't be one of those parents that's like i'm over it i'm fine i don't want to talk about it it takes time give yourself a hug Mm, a nice little hug know that you did a great job and when you start having negative feelings come in whether it's worry doubt anger, maybe they did something naughty, whatever it is, just realize that they're growing up. It's part of life. And you don't have to be part of that, those negative thoughts. You know, I talk about that a lot. So let it go, be ready to move on and don't stay in that negative thought process. And for a lot of us, it's worry, 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 worry. They're gonna do what they're gonna do and they need to fly a little bit and figure their life out. So worrying is not gonna help them. It's not gonna help you. So reel in some of your negative emotions and don't let them get you, don't let them get you carried away and and make things even worse because you've done a great job. You've raised, uh, amazing person in this world so and they are going to continue to look at you as an example don't forget that so anyway i hope that you found a few things on the don't list that maybe (laughs) that maybe you're like oh i don't think i want to do that and um i hope your experience is the best it can be because i know it's hard to be an empty nester and i know it's hard to let go of them but letting go is also letting them in your keeping them in your life remember that if you don't let go chances are you may not keep them in your life so you want the best possible scenario of them growing up and loving you and being in your life and being in your world and feeling extremely supported by you all right hang in there, empty nester. It will get better. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, loves. Thank you for following me on this episode of your dreamy midlife podcast with me, Darcy. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a heartfelt rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow. There's plenty of goodness coming your way. Do you want to move forward faster in your life? Check out my private signature coaching package that has helped so many women get clear and unstuck. Head over to my website, loveyourmidlife.com. Don't forget to check out my show notes below where you'll find so many fun things. A free 30-minute discovery call, what? And join my email community today. Watch my videos on my YouTube channel and join my Facebook group. Both are love your midlife. Oh, and I'm also on Instagram. Ah, uh, okay. I think that's it. Have a dreamy day full of your desires. Bye, loves.